Well, CJ, I wish I had better news. I feel like we did this exact same podcast last year. Yeah, and we yeah. probably did it the year before that, too. So. <laughs> um, yeah, the Packers lost. <laughs> yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers' fifth NFC championship loss. Fourth. I think he's won four now. Okay, fifth appearance, fourth loss. Yeah, it still hurts. Um, we, it's just... Meanwhile, the guy the on the other side of the game... Is going to his tenth Super Bowl, and we're talking about Aaron Rodgers' five NFC Championship appearances. Yeah, he's he's made the what's it? This is his fourteenth NFC Championship game, or was it more than that? Game. Yeah, Brady. Yeah, not NFC, obviously. Right. This is he has the same number of wins as Rodgers and Brady does. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, Rodgers and Breeze, which is just disgusting. Yeah, uh, he's he's incredible. It's like we've always had the argument of you know whether he's the greatest or if he's the best, but like at the end of the day, what we care about is winning, and he's the best at that. Oh, and it's not even close. So the Packers lose in heartbreaking fashion, and it was even more heartbreaking because they made a comeback because they were getting crushed. And I was like, if they just ended early, I can not care that much. Then they dragged me right back into it, and I started caring all over again. Right. And then it's they broke the <laughs> Yeah. And next thing you know, it's like, oh, you're just reminding me that we have a shot to win this. Yeah, we absolutely have a shot. They pulled it close, and Rodgers played great. But then there was a couple drives where he didn't, and that cost us the game. Special teams was terrible. Defense was terrible, and then the defense was awesome, and the refs sucked, and then the refs were even worse. <laughs> you're not talking about the last call, right? Uh, no, not really. I mean, the fact okay. that they just they didn't call that all game, and then they called it, but I understand. I mean, the guy, Kevin any, King. Was there any weird tugs of the jersey like that throughout the game that they didn't call? There was, like, some serious holding calls that they didn't call. Okay. So I just figured. But, I mean, a serious tug of the jersey. I mean, the guy flopped like crazy, but he obviously tugged his jersey. Right, and that's that's what the ref sees, and he probably doesn't even care about the guy's reaction. He probably just saw the jersey getting clearly pulled, and I yeah. people were saying that the catch wasn't reachable, but that's that was too close for me because obviously the tug of the jersey is going to slow him down a little bit, and I don't think he's yeah. catching it either way. But you can't; it has to be clear for that to kick in. Yeah, no, that that's a good point. It was just I hated that it came down to that crap like that. And the worst part is, is that was like that was Kevin King, who the whole game had played terrible. <laughs> yeah, and it started, he, was hurt. he was he almost didn't play. I know. Oh my gosh! And it started with the Mike Evans touchdown in the beginning when he just jumped and missed the ball completely. <laughs> then he got or on another the Scotty Miller touchdown for halftime, and then he had the penalty at the end of the game. Yeah, that went at halftime, too. That's a killer. You're going to go into halftime either, what, what, tied or up, or down three? It was 14-10 we were losing. We got the ball at the start of the second half. So, yeah, you guys were going in down four, and it was seven. One score game. And then, next thing you know, (laughs) ten. Yeah, Yeah, right, it was 21-10 at half. So it was just like... Then we come out of halftime, and then Aaron Jones has a fumble, I think, and it's 28-10. It's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, Jones did not have the the best game there. 
No, it's just a bummer because, like, King's played good all year, and Jones is obviously a pro bowler. He's played great all year. It's just, ugh. This was the year I was confident we were going to win the game just because yeah. of how we've been playing. And, like, I don't know. We were at home. <laughs> I just <laughs> I wondered about this one. But it's well, stupid Brady. <laughs> I think I said last week to you, too, it's – you wish that you weren't the favorite because it gave you that yeah. hope and it gave you that expectation to win and it just makes the loss even harder. Like, as much it's as last year painful, year's painful suck, hope. <laughs> yeah. Losing any year is going to suck, but when you're the favorite and when you really expect the team to go out and win, it, it hurts so much more. Yeah, and last year it was the whole 49ers. Were, I think they were a much better team than us. We were hoping for the upset there. They just destroyed us. Yeah. But this year, we were the favorites at home. Brady's old. Rodgers is going to win MVP. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's what you thought. <laughs> he can win another yeah, MVP. Right. Brady will take the Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was talking to my dad about it. I started laughing at the end of the game because it's just like, you're one of Brady in the NFC, and we're dealing with this. Everybody yeah. in the entire AFC has dealt with this for 20 years. Right. Is he going to do it again for another 20 years? I don't see why he wouldn't. <laughs> Unless he gets bored of winning. So, yeah, you look at a guy like Tom Brady and what he's doing in the AFC. And how we, I, we before the podcast started, we were looking at uh, baseball and what we were going to talk about. And we pulled up Roger Clemens' stats. And you can make the argument that he had two Hall of Fame careers. Tom Brady's working on his third, and he's doing it in the NFC this time. <laughs> it's just incredible. Yeah, I just I'm so sick of it. But I wish I would like people in the AFC probably can't even feel bad for me because like it's just like, oh yeah, congrats, you had to deal with this one year. Meanwhile, the Bills, Jets, and Dolphins literally let them let him ruin the division every single year, and they never had a chance. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they won what eighteen out of nineteen years. They won the division. Yeah, and this. Do you hear that stat? That this was the first time that he's been a wild card team. Yeah, that's. It doesn't even make sense. I mean, it does because Packers won, won the, the Super Bowl the year they were the wild card team. Yeah, exactly, and they get the first round buy and all that stuff. Yeah, they're just what he has done and what the Patriots have done over the last twenty years in football is something that we might not see again in sports, let alone in football. Yeah, it's it's it also just shows you how Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen, it's been so tough for him to make a second Super Bowl. And, like, how crazy random sometimes it is to make it to another Super Bowl to, or to make the Super Bowl in general. Then you look at Brady, and he's made it ten times. I mean, you just can't deny that level right. of Brady. Like, and Rodgers has had a great and successful career by any measure except the one that has Tom Brady on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just uh, – and then somehow the Giants beat him. Right, twice. of course. And Nick Foles. <laughs> And Nick Foles, thank you, Giants and Nick Foles for somehow beating Tom Brady. He only, I mean, and he beat Russell Wilson. He beat, um, I mean, how many times did you beat Peyton Manning to get there? He beat Donovan McNabb. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, he, he was, it's not like it's been easy for him. No. It, it doesn't, it's ridiculous. No. 
Every year, every year he does it. It's an absolute battle. I mean, obviously, maybe the first round matchup's easy, but it's always a battle, and they always pull through, and it's just really annoying. So anyway, Packers lose in heartbreaking fashion again. At least it wasn't on my birthday this right. year. It was the week after my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that was Yay. positive. Um, <laughs> uh, the news coming out of Green Bay today is that they fired their special teams Whoa. coach. So that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, that. That they were horrible at special teams, so <laughs> I like jo- I like joked about how bad they were all year, and then they show the rankings and they were last in everything. I was like, okay, so you know they really are the yeah. worst at everything. <laughs> um, and then we had the second game, which I'll be honest, I didn't at that point. I didn't care. I was rooting for the Bills, and they were up nine nothing, and I was kind of excited. And then yeah, it was over. the the Chiefs are ridiculous. Like they are in the game no matter what. I mean, yeah, as evident as it'll ever be last year when they're down 21. Right. And, like, that's the thing, too. It's the first quarter doesn't matter at all. It could be 21 nothing after the first. It could be 3 nothing, or they'll be up 21 nothing and it's over. But <laughs> the only way that the only time a game is decided in the first quarter if the Chiefs are playing it is if the Chiefs just go on a run. Because if they're down a ton, they can still come back and win. Yeah. And like in the build, you gotta take chances against the Chiefs, because if you don't, obviously, like you said, they just they'll take over the I game. I said that too about um, uh, the, for Bills fans with Sean McDermott. He's obviously a great coach, but you gotta be a little bit concerned that he went into that game knowing he's playing the Chiefs and wasn't aggressive at all. Yeah, no, you gotta you gotta score touchdowns. You gotta take chances. Yeah, you cannot yeah. afford to kick field goals because they'll score a touchdown every time. Right. Well, maybe not every time, but 99% of well, the time. Well, I was, I was thinking about this the other day at work. You know how we've had the the change in the NBA to where people realize, hey, three is worth more than two. We should take more three-point shots. Are we going to get to a point where teams right. realize why do we keep settling for field goals when a touchdown is worth two plus another third of that? Or if you're down eight and you need to tie the game, well, why don't that's... you go for the touchdown as opposed to kicking a field <laughs> yeah, goal? Yeah, that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> I was so obviously we're talking about the Packer game now. I was so confused that like I was at that at that time I was like, you know, get the points, right. whatever. And then I was like, wait, no, no, what are you doing? Yeah, go for it. Like it, it felt kind of like they didn't know how little time was left, and they also definitely didn't take into account who was on the other side of the ball. Right. And then, well, then obviously you look at it the other way. It's like if that pass interference doesn't happen, Packers get the ball back. They All they need is a touchdown. They don't need to get the six points and they win. Right. But you can't take the, the burden, the, or was it, burn the hands worth two in the bush? Right. Not against Tom Brady. Well, in my thought, too, <laughs> yeah, definitely not against Brady. Um, if you, if you're kicking the field goal, you're under the assumption that we can get a stop and get the ball back. So why not go for yeah. it, and if you don't get it, keep that mindset of we're going to get a stop and we're going to get the ball back, and then just go for the tie again. Yeah. Uh, it didn't make any sense to I, me. I... <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. But anyway, we don't. At Super Bowl, we'll cover that next week because we have a little off week. Um, it is definitely cool off a little bit. Yeah, I just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
the Pro Bowl upcoming is definitely being played on Madden. Yeah, this is... Um, I think Snoop Dogg's involved. Yeah, and like Derrick Henry. <laughs> That's all I got. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I don't care. I, like, yeah, that's all I got. The Pro Bowl is something that universally people say we don't care about it. Sometimes I'll tune in for the skills competition because it's cool to see the quarterbacks that are able to be like ridiculously accurate and the wide receivers just do what they're able to do at the height of the skill. But at the same time, the game is always terrible and it's rarely watched by people and now they're putting it on Madden. Like, people weren't that upset that we were missing out on the Pro Bowl. Of all the things that have changed this season, the one thing they didn't need to worry about was the Pro Bowl. <laughs> right. It's just... Um, well, I think they did because of COVID. But... Oh, I get that. But, like, we just... No one was asking yeah. for this. <laughs> no, the best part about the Pro Bowl... Even not anymore, actually, then I think about it. It's like you make the Pro Bowl. It's like, oh, okay, you were a Pro Bowler. But then I think about it, like, Mitchell Trubisky was a right. Pro Bowler. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's impressive. So... I've, I've always thought it's <laughs> impressive to be, like, for a quarterback, an eight-time Pro Bowler. But you can't be a one-time Pro right. Bowler and say, look at how great that is. Like, it's cool for them. Like, not, I don't want to say that the player can't celebrate or whatever, but if you're going to try to argue on how great a player was and they're a one-time Pro Bowler or a two-time Pro Bowler, then that doesn't help your argument at all to me. Yeah, no, I guess the more much more important stat at this point is the All-Pro. Like, how many times were you an All-Pro? Right, pro? especially when you're debating Obviously over thing. being a Pro Bowler. If you're just debating, like, I think this yeah. very average player is better than your very average player than maybe Pro Bowls come into play. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we don't have that conversation right. that often. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll get into the Super Bowl next week. Um, I don't. Do you have any other closing notes on that? No, I'm sorry you lost. Uh, I was I was rooting for you guys. I know it's tough, and you know there's with with Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. There's always next year. Yeah, there is, and I think this year we will improve in the draft because we can't get another quarterback. <laughs> right. Are you worried at all about the, <laughs> the ridiculous rumors that he wants to leave? No, I don't think he's going yeah, anywhere. I, I Not at all. Shocked. I mean, at least this year, maybe in a year or two, but that that's yeah. something that we speculated no, when they we'll drafted be... Jordan Love was that he might be gone in a year or in two or three years. So after this year, we'll be at that point, and I don't think it's as ridiculous. Yeah, right. And uh, I think we'll get better through the draft. Um, as of now, I don't think any other teams in the NFC really scare me. Not, not um, more so than what you guys are. There are other good teams, but like the Saints yeah. will take a step back. Who knows what the Bucks are going to do? Um, there's no, like, you're not scared of the Falcons or Panthers or, I mean, the NFC West is weird. I don't think any of them terrify you. And then the NFC yeah, East is... like the Seahawks, they became frauds at the end of the year. Right. <laughs> the <laughs> NFC East. <laughs> and of course, the NFC East. So, uh, yeah, anyway, we'll run it back. We'll be here next year, but we'll make the Super Bowl next year, guaranteed. I said it here first. I, I believe in you. The Packers will make the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so where do we want to go? We want to do some baseball next? Yeah, or we can talk I got some basketball, basketball notes, including a, a Laker rant that CJ oh, said he yeah. had. But we'll do baseball first. Baseball first. 
<laughs> um, first thing, we have n- nobody in the hall getting inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. Is that obviously the baseball expert CJ? Is this the first time that's happened? No, Probably not, I think right? it happened in 1960. I think that was the last time there was no one inducted. Wow, so the 1960—that's a long time ago. <laughs> do you know like who was on the ba- uh, do you know who was on the ballot that year? I don't. I can probably look back real quick and find it for. I know that's disappointing. Wow. That I don't have that on you the think head. you think the guy, you think the guy knows something about bat or baseball, and then you ask him a simple baseball question like who was on the ballot in 1960, and he has no idea. Wow, a lot of <laughs> Hall of Famers, but not not voted in 1960, I guess. Jeez, what was going on in 1960? That they were anti Hall of Fame. Yeah, I guess so. So yeah, who's who was on the list this year? Um, Hall of Fame. This is called researching researching on the go because <laughs> we don't have our researchers here. Hall of Fame. Wow, the highest voting ballot. percentage was 54.3 percent in 1960. Jeez. Oh, Burley Grimes. Um, wow, Kurt Schilling was the closest this year. Yeah. Burley Grimes. <laughs> Good old Burley. It's a hell of a name. Um, so we had Kurt Schilling got 71% this year. Bonds and Clemens got 61, almost 62. Um, and then Scott Rowland, fourth place, 52%. Yeah, and then Viscal, right? Yep. And then Billy Wagner, Todd Helton. Um, Manny, a lot of disrespect coming from no. Manny there. Oof. That, it's Manny. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, oh my gosh, this is Tim Hudson. A lot of disrespect. <laughs> Obviously. You know, I, just, uh, I mean, Kurt Schilling might get in next year. To go back to Manny for a second, how is it that he was him on that Red Sox team alongside Kurt Schilling? And I don't know which one is the bigger ass. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Kurt Kurt Schilling's a vocal ass, but Manny was just being Manny. Right, Manny was like fun, playful, and Kurt Schilling's just Kurt Schilling is more of an a hole <laughs> as opposed to Manny, who's just kind right. of an ass. <laughs> right. He only missed by he only missed by sixteen votes. Yeah. And after his little stunt with the letter there, he's definitely not getting to next year. Yeah, that was kind of a weird route for him to take, and it was it. Maybe it's because I don't like him. And to be clear, I do think the Hall of Fame voting should be based on how they played, unless they were like a murderer off the field or something like that. As as bad as I do <laughs> think Kurt Schilling's beliefs are. We can't punish people for beliefs. The the guy that wrote the character clause into the Hall of Fame voting was Kenneth Mountain Landis, who was a big part of why segregation existed in baseball until 1947. So the idea to look back and hold up that character clause as a reason for why Kirk Schilling isn't in the Hall of Fame is a little bit hypocritical. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's really funny actually. Oh my gosh. Um we got some interesting Kurt Schilling stats that you might want to hear. Had 117 hits in his career. Whoa. Not not 20, quite Hall. 29 RBIs and 
No. <laughs> uh, he had a stolen base. Wow. Okay. And was walked 25 times. Jeez. I mean, guy's practically a Barry Bonds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his batting average was 151. His OBP was 178. And his slugging was 171. Hall of Fame numbers. <laughs> Hall of Fame numbers. Um, so, bigger question, obviously, at hand here is, what are, you, what are your thoughts on, like, the steroid guys as Bonds, Clemens, Sosa? It's tough, man. I've always uh, argued that you – steroids affect how your numbers look and how you play and how we perceive yeah. you. I think that people look back favorably, and I said it earlier, and I'll, I'll say again, Roger Clemens had a, a Hall of Fame career before steroids. He just happened to have a second one after yes. that. <laughs> but the, the second one hmm, after Tom Brady. That, that disqualifies you because now people are going to look back. And look, if Barry Bonds wanted to say, like, you know, fine, then say that I have 550 home runs, say that I have you know, half as many RBIs or whatever, then fine, because that's what his numbers might have actually been. And I I understand that he might have also hit 700 home runs, but he has seven, yeah, seven more than Hank Aaron had. It's not like he hit 50 or 60 or 70 more than Hank Aaron. He was seven away from him. So he clearly, if you don't think that steroids could have given him seven more home runs, I think that's just delusional. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. But, um, the the Clemens thing is interesting, though, because you're right. He definitely had, oh, my gosh. I'm just going to read you some of the accolades for Clemens and Bonds. Obviously, to pretend steroids aren't right. a thing at this point. Um Barry Bonds, seven MVPs, eight gold gloves, two batting titles, 14-time All-Star, 12-time Silver Slugger, and three-time Major League Player of the Year. Yeah, that guy was pretty good, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Then Clemens, as a pitcher, um, one-time MVP, two-time Triple Crown. What? The pitch and Triple Crown is um, strikeouts, ERA, and wins, I believe. Oh, wow. So he won that twice. He won two World Series. Uh, all-star MVP, <laughs> seven-time, seven-time Cy yeah, Young winner. It's that's ridiculous. That's the that's the big one there. Uh, Eleven-time All-Star, seven-time ERA pitching champion, and then uh, Major League Player of the Year. Oh, oh, that's from Canada. If you were wondering who did the Major League hmm. Player of the Year, interesting. Canada does that. <laughs> Surprised not just a Blue Jays <laughs> player every year or an Expos player back then. <laughs> What year did uh, Roger Clemens come back in that famous Roger Clemens is back? I'm not sure. Susan Waldman clip. It was late or uh, early 2000s, I think. What do you like retire and then come back? I think so. I don't. I don't totally remember. It was a weird situation. Uh, Susan Waldman just was over the top. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good old Susan. Miss her voice. Her and John. I know. I can't wait for them to be back. Um, yeah, so that's... Uh, no, do you think any of these guys will make it eventually at all? I don't think so. It, I mean, it's tough. Like, I'll just go down the list. Kurt Schilling? Probably not. No. Barry Bonds. Is, Barry Bonds is last year is next year, right? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Schilling, Bonds, and Clemens are all done after next year. Yeah, Scott Rowland, probably not. Omar, probably not. Billy Wagner, no. I'm looking at maybe somebody that's uh, early in their proceeding. Todd Helton, this is only third year. But no, this I honestly I can't see anybody on this list making it in. Yeah, it would be it would be pretty surprising. Um, how what year is Billy Wagner at? Do you have it right there? Ah, uh, yeah, Billy Wagner's in his sixth year. Mm. If he was a little earlier, I would give him a shot, but I don't think he'll end up getting it either. It's always weird when players get to their tenth year because like guys garner the sympathy and it's people just there's too many people that think this is their last chance, so I'll give them one more vote and then like we saw with Clements, he was what five percent or four and a half percent short but it was only 16 votes it's not like there's fifty thousand people right. voting on it there's a couple hundred right um so this is interesting um and then we have next year's issue um of pretty much yeah, the same what, thing what, what issue <laughs> Uh, the possible, definitely not for one person steroid thing. Yeah, the the Ortiz one is weird for for the people that don't realize that next year David Ortiz and now Rodriguez are on the ballot. Um, <laughs> a couple of different guys in terms of right. public perception. Uh, A Rod obviously had the steroid suspension, which is huge in this, but Ortiz was also on the list in two thousand three or whatever that a few people were also associated with doing steroids for but what's weird about that one to me there are other guys i don't know if there are guys that are on that list but there are guys that people assume did steroids that are in the hall of fames that are in the hall of fame like people think mike piazza <laughs> did it craig biggio did steroids <laughs> like there are just guys that are either known for or robbie alomar like there are people who we all assume but we put them in and I think it's just kind of how much do we think it affected you? Like Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens might have right. been great players, but they were not going to be greatest of all time, most likely. Barry Bonds without steroids, but with those numbers, is considered the greatest hitter ever and is considered one of the best baseball players ever. Roger Clemens with those stats without the steroids, but still having the stats, is one of, if not the greatest pitcher ever. But... David Ortiz, right. he might be the greatest DH ever, and he might no, be that's one a... of the better hitters ever, but he's not hes not propelled into this greatest of all time status. No, that's uh, totally... I mean, I would... I mean, I obviously don't know the full history of baseball, but I would argue he's one of the best postseason hitters of all time. Yeah, I mean, hes I would have to dive a little bit deeper into stats, but in terms of, like, I know this is something that the analytics nerds can't figure out, but he was more clutch than anybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's evident in the one series. I'm sorry to do this against the Yankees alone. I'm not sorry to do that at all. It felt great. Um, <laughs> but then like, you know, obviously 2013, he was unbelievable and no one else could hit the ball, but he was killing it. Um, it was just, yeah. So I don't know. It depends on what they take into account. Obviously. I right. want him in. <laughs> Duh. I don't think um, by any and then, stretch you know, he got... shouldn't get in. He's not Bonds, Clemens, or yeah. Aaron. He's not Sammy Sosa. He's not someone whose career was totally changed by steroids. And if it was, right. we at least believe that what he did was possible. Right. 
Um, where is Mark McGuire? Was he off last I year? I think so. Is there last year, um, two years ago? Yeah, yeah, right, two years ago. So, um, yeah, three most notable people for next year are A-Rod, Ortiz, and Teixeira. And I think, I don't know, well, obviously A-Rod's entire public perception has changed because he's dating J-Lo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he was at the he was at the inauguration. Yeah. Like, what the heck is A Rod doing? What she performed? Oh, I guess that's fair, but still, A yeah. Rod, like, come on. <laughs> still don't understand it. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I mean, do you think he'd get in before the other steroid guys? I mean, I think that his timing might just be better than the other steroid guys because they've already come through. They've right. gotten the punishment. They're not getting in. At least not through these, through the hall, regular yeah. Hall of Fame voting. But A-Rod is kind of the second generation of that. He's going to have, like, every year, Bonds and Clemens have gotten closer. Until a few years ago where they actually dropped back down. But they've generally progressed. So A-Rod might be lucky enough to maybe not, not this year or not next year. And probably not two, three, four years from now, but ten years from now, those writers are going to be different people and yeah. probably more okay with the steroid era. Right. Um, and then the other name at the top here is Mark Teixeira. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I mean, he, he probably <laughs> not first ballot, but I think he'll get in. Yeah, he was a he was one he was heck a of a hitter, hitter, man. One of the he was a better switch hitter, first baseman for a long time. He was. Really good. He won a World Series. Hey, play for the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only thing I have against him is his face when he yeah. ran. That always bothered <laughs> he me. He looked like he was trying to blow a bubble but didn't have any gum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we have, we have some... Uh, first off, reading the names on this list makes me feel kind of old. Um, we have some other... Jimmy yeah. Rollins, Carl Crawford... Jake PV Coco Crisp for some reason is ranked higher yeah, than a lot of these people. <laughs> <laughs> um, Justin Morneau, Marlon Bird, Prince Fielder, yeah. Joe Nathan, Michael Bourne, Scott Casimir, Tim Lincecum, Juan Uribe. Tim Lincecum is an interesting um, one. He won't Jonathan, win, but if we're looking at Hall of Fame dominance, he would be in that conversation. Yeah, he only played 10 years, yeah. though, which is kind of wild. That's the minimum to be Hall of Fame eligible. Wow. Uh, Juan Uribe, Papelbon already. Jeez, he's been retired That's five crazy. years already. AJ Pruszynski. A year ago, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Angel Pagan, Ryan Howard, Omar Infante, Billy Butler. And those are just, yeah. So yeah. we're getting old, TJ. We're starting it's to official. remember the careers of now Hall of Fame players. That's so crazy. Um,. So yeah, that's uh, the that's pretty, oh, well, oh yeah, and the other baseball note I had is that the Red Sox are doing yeah. stuff. Yeah, the Red Sox are <laughs> trying. Um, yeah, we got a starting pitcher, yeah. I believe, uh, Garrett Richards. Rich- Richard or Richard? Richard, I think. Garrett Richard. Garrett Richard. I just typed in Red Sox. I can't. I don't okay. remember. The guy from the Angels. John Lester went to the Washington Nationals. He did. If you didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I typed in Red Sox, and that nice. popped up for some reason. Um, and then we have, oh my gosh, we have Yankees Adam Adovino's comment after being traded to the Red Sox is depressing. Yeah, I saw that. Did you see it? What I was his comment? I don't remember if I actually read it. <laughs> I was just like, I don't, I, well, I mean, I have to well, go on to, be depressed. <laughs> I'm going to, 
<laughs> I have to go on to yankeesgoyard.com yeah. and check it out. I've been, since I'm still not doing social media, I've been every day at least probably three or four times I'll just Google search Yankees news, MLB news, and then like specific players that I'm interested in. And that Yankees Go Yard website or Yanks Go Yard, whatever it is, I'm on there at least twice a day. <laughs> right. That's uh, that's good though. I mean, that's how I used to do it back in the day. Like I would just like Google something and then click news and see if whatever I Google yeah. popped up. Um, what do you got for Red Sox? I'm just trying to see. Uh, obviously, Adam Adovino, which is a good bullpen pickup for us because we don't have right. anyone. <laughs> like <laughs> Yankees fans might say oh, that so he's that's, not great that's anymore, huge. but he's pretty good when he's not horrible. <laughs> right. Um, that's all I can ask for. As long as he can throw the ball to home plate and not walk people. Yeah, that's although huge. he does that a little bit. I'll gladly accept it. Oh, jeez. Oh, it's kind of nasty. Oh, it's water, over. But sometimes he misses a little bit with it. Um, he's, I believe his quote was, I feel like now I'm going to end up the answer oh, to yeah, a trivia question. I did see that. Because then uh, the next line of that was like 20 years from now, they asked, like, it was, a, it was a bad trivia question. Like, who was. Who, who yeah, was a terrible the, trivia question. Uh, player traded from the Yankees to the Red Sox in 2021 for a total cash grab or whatever. Yeah, it was like a salary dump. Yeah. It's like, what? Like, uh, yeah. Who cares? In, in the second time in the last 20 years, no one's going to know that off the top of their head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just. Oh, bad trivia. Um. Yeah, terrible. Uh, yes, we got Garrett Richard from the Angels, and then we got Kiki Hernandez yeah. from the Dodgers. Is that his yeah, name? Kike. Kike. Yeah, Hernandez. Oh, he spelled Kiki. Yeah, it's uh. Oh yeah, it's got an E with a little yeah. accent over the top of it. Um, I don't know much about him, but I know Dodgers yeah, was, fans liked him, so really I'm up for it. I think we should trade him and Verdugo for bets. What do you think about that? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so it's just good to see that the Red Sox, um, are doing something, at least. so early, obviously, it's end of January here. Um, but, you know, small moves here and there. Make the team look right. better. Exactly. Can't complain about that's that. all you gotta do in the offseason. I gotta find the small things since the Packers <laughs> lost. Anyway, um... And then going from, I think that's all, all I got for baseball. All you got for baseball? Yeah, Yankees got Kluber, Taylor, got rid of Adamino. Oh, yeah, right. Strong offseason so far. I wasn't expecting them to go out right, and I forgot they got Kluber. or anything like that. So I'm good at the few moves that they've made, which may not seem huge, but could be in the long run. Yeah. Um, DJ back they also, do we talk? Yeah, I was going to say, do we talk about that? At first, I read it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, they paid too much. And then I remembered that it's baseball. And I'm like, holy crap, what a deal. Yeah, it's funny. Like, (laughs) why does baseball make so much more money than football? And, like, I know that it's what it is is the schedules because you can advertise for 162 games instead of 16. I'm not great at math, but that just means over 10 games you have to make what the NFL makes in one. So, like, I I get why the MLB is more profitable. But the contracts just don't make sense. Like, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is getting half a million dollars. But, like, I, right. very good players in the NFL make fractions of what 
average players in the MLB make. It doesn't make sense. Oh, did I lose you again? No, I'm oh, still okay. here. <laughs> no, you're good. Continue. Oh, I was, I was, I wrapped up. I did it cut out. No, you're good. Okay. I got you. <laughs> um, no, no, you're no, because you, yeah, you were making the point about how they're making a fraction of what the other people are making. Yeah, totally. Um, I, the way I looked at it first was like a like an NBA contract, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so much money. And then I'm like, baseball. That's right. That's not right. that much money. It's a good. There's deal. also no salary cap in baseball. That's the big thing. Yeah. Oh, there's not. Wait, what? Anyway, <laughs> stop. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, we have CJ. You have a rant about the Lakers ruining basketball. Yeah, What's that all about? Ruining basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Crushed it. No, because, because nice. Think about the last fifteen years in basketball, and I know that at some point in that it got to the height of its popularity. But over the last fifteen years in basketball. We had the Celtics big three against the Lakers, which was awesome. And then after that, we had the Lakers for a couple of years kind of by themselves, even when the Celtics matching up against them, but the Lakers were better. And then we had the Miami Heat big three. And then we had the Warriors. And now we have the Lakers. Mm-hmm. The NBA isn't interesting anymore because it feels like we know who's going to win. And occasionally we get a Miami Heat making it to the finals, but then they face the real competition, the hardest competition they're going to face, and they lose in six games, five games, whatever it was. There's been too much dominance in basketball, and it feels like players are just going to take... I don't even mind this from a player's perspective, but it feels like too many players are taking the easy route, and... Durant's going and teaming up with Golden State. LeBron's teaming up with Bosch and Wade. We want to see LeBron James take on Giannis, where those two are the best two on the court. We don't want to have the debate about whether or not the third best player on the Lakers is better than the second best player on the Bucks, and whether or not Bam is better than or is good (laughs) enough against Anthony Davis, even though neither of them are the best player on their own team. (laughs) Like we want to be able to. No, that's absolutely fair. I, I get that we want our, the players to try their best to win. I don't think that the players shouldn't be empowered enough to say, if I'm James Harden, I don't want to play in Houston anymore. But it does hurt the league just in that it gets kind of boring when it feels like it's going to be one of two teams every year, the same team every year. No, I, I totally get what you're saying. Um, and I can see why that would push the average person away from wanting to watch it because the outcome's pretty much determined by the beginning of the season. Um, I get that. I, I just enjoy watching it from I love playing basketball standpoint, so I like like watching those guys. But I, I totally get what you're saying. And that actually, I wrote this down. I didn't even mention this to you, but like, and I think this starts with the whole the player empowerment thing. So like, how do you feel about the stars? They're making a mess, and then they just want to be traded, and then they get traded. Like, how do you feel about oh. that? I know this kind of goes against what I was just saying, but I don't. I don't hate it because why should anybody? Why should you? If you don't like working for your boss, why should you have to stay there? Why should I have to stay at Channel Thirteen if I don't like how Channel Thirteen is, or if I don't feel like I'm getting paid enough, or if I don't feel like I'm respected enough, or whatever it is? 
at the end of the day, they're still humans and they should still no, have I the get right that. to make whatever decision they want with what they do in their business. Right. Um, yeah, no, I just thought, because I saw something today, obviously with the old James Harden trade, he wanted out, right. um, that apparently Andre Drummond is going to request a trade to the Nets. Oh. <laughs> it was just like, but like, that's the other thing, like, does he actually think the Nets organization is good and he wants to play for them, or does he just want to be on a winning team? Right, right, and that's the thing, like, I wouldn't, I don't mind Andre Drummond wanting to leave the Pistons, but why do you want to go to one of the two teams that we feel is legitimate coming out of the East this year? Like, or even if you want to go to one of those teams, go to Miami that's kind of, like, in that weird realm where are they actually this good or are they just a fraud from last year? Go to the Celtics where, like, you're still a great young team, but you need someone to push them over the top, over the Bucks, over the Nets. But you're going to go to the Nets and make it... So you're the fourth best player on a team when you'd be the best player on almost any other team in the conference. Yeah, no, that's that's totally fair. So yeah, it's like it's interesting. You have to you have to find the balance between. Okay, I understand you want to choose where you work, but then it's also like, well, don't go to right. there. <laughs> go to right. somewhere else. It's two different arguments. One is as a fan, and one is as someone who understands that people should be allowed to pick their employer. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> it's it's just tough because you're right. It does um it does ruin the whole competitive aspect, dude. I like back in the day, I used to love when like D Wade and LeBron would go at it, and they both drop fifty points, and it's just like back and forth right. all game. Um, don't get me wrong, like LeBron and D Wade being on the same team was even better for, for Heat fans, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> for Heat fans, absolutely. Um, but no, I do, I do like the. And then, well, at this point, we have just super team versus super team. So the finals will be interesting, but getting to the finals really won't right. be interesting. And that's another thing, too. Like, you were, just gonna, you were just saying how it was great for Heat fans. If you're a Sacramento Kings fan, you have no hope that you're ever going to have a big three. If you're no. an Indiana Pacers fan, you're never going to have a big three. Hell, I'm a Knicks fan, nope. and I'm not sure I'm ever going to get it. <laughs> but, so, like, there are so... No, you won't get it. <laughs> there are so many teams. We saw Oklahoma City have a homegrown big three, and they've all left. We, it's just people don't want to go play in those smaller markets. People make fun of it when they have to go play in Utah. They don't want to go join them, even though they have Rudy Gobert and uh, uh, the... the Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. You got yeah, it. it. Nice. Second, but it was there. <laughs> like it's, it's just, it's impossible if you're the fan of a small market team to feel like you have a legitimate shot to ever compete because even if you draft great, those guys are just going to want to leave by the time that you're able to be a legitimate contender. You have to have three or four awesome drafts in a row like the Warriors did to feel like you'll ever have a shot. No, that's, yeah, that's totally fair. No, that's a good point. Um, and then the uh, last little bit of NBA notes I have here is uh, it's not working. Last year with COVID. No. <laughs> no. No, it's, not. it's, I know uh, maybe just like the Heat have been destroyed by COVID this year. So I've noticed it more, but like the bubble yeah. worked. I'm sorry, but, but I it think worked. This year it just would have been tough. It was easy. It was tough enough, actually to convince the players and the coaches and the staffs to be away from their families for three months. Now you're going to try to do it for nine yeah, months. No, probably more. Yeah. It, I totally understand that. It's just, 
Ugh, I hate because teams aren't even like able to face each other, you know? Like, because it's like, oh, congrats. Like, the Heat are what, 6 and 10 now? It's like, okay, we've had Jimmy. Jimmy hasn't played since January 9th. And like, Tyler Hero's out now. And it's just like a bummer to see all these teams lose their stars. And so, no matter what happens at the end of the year, it was COVID year, unless the Heat win, obviously. But it was a COVID year, and none of it matters. (laughs) I think about COVID this year for the NBA, kind of like how we think of Tommy John with young pitchers. Get it now. Get it out of the way early. Right. So that by the end of the season, you're healthy and you can't get it again. So you won't have to worry about Jimmy Butler missing any games in the finals because you know he's not getting COVID. So, yeah, the Heat are actually big IQ plays getting COVID over with for the team. So they don't have to worry about it later in the season. Wow. (laughs) Thank you, CJ. I feel better now. (laughs) Um, Speaking of the Heat, without their players, they're losing 58 to 33 at half to the Nuggets. At least the Nuggets are good. (laughs) The Nuggets have sucked all year, too. Um, but yeah, no, that's a, wow, look at us. We covered football, we covered basketball, we covered baseball. Sports. Um, any, say a lot of sports. Any closing notes from you on um, your end? I don't know. Live, love, laugh, 